Dudes on Movies, a podcast where dudes talk about movies. I'm your dude, Scott. I'm your dude, Dave. And today we're reviewing 1986's Gothic, directed by Ken Russell, starring Gabriel Byrne, Julian Sands, and Natasha Richardson. But first, let's talk about what we've been watching. Dave, what have you been watching? Uh, I have been watching uh, The Lives of Others. Uh, it was a German movie directed by uh, Florian Henkel von Donnersmark. Uh, oh, that guy. Yeah, exactly. Okay. Good old Florian, right? Yeah. <laughs> I have no idea what you're talking That's about. Fine, <laughs> <laughs> um, this is a, this is a very like interesting and excellent movie. It's about an East German secret police official who spies on anti-communist subversives. Um, it's very powerful stuff, but that's all I can tell you because to say anything more would spoil it, but this is a must see for everyone possible future episode. Ooh. Yeah. So it might be like a, you know, a, a prerequisite for this course. Uh, right. You know, the lives of others, everybody, everyone watch it before we do the episode. Yes. Uh huh. And then you can play along. Exactly. That's right. The home you, version of you guys should you know, be doing that with every episode. Yeah. We give I, you I, a week time. I would love it if you guys would watch the film. That's films a good first. idea. You yes. know, watch it and then write in and tell us, you know what we should say and then we we won't do it but uh we'll take your thoughts into consideration of course right yeah <laughs> i watched a movie called yosemite uh-huh. this came out last year 2015 okay uh it's based on james franco's book uh, uh california childhood it's about three fifth graders in palo alto and there's uh like a mountain lion who's kind of attacking people in the town mm. that sounds exciting but this movie's not that. It's like three mini sequences following each child. Okay. And you know this mountain lion's looming the whole time. But um, it's just like three separate stories with that in the background. It has nothing to do with anything. And the the movie is a, it's very realistic. Mm-hmm. It's realism at its most realist. <laughs> and most boring because of that, too. Oh, wow. It's, it's, it's a very boring movie. I thought I would love this movie, and I, re- I really don't like it that much. But the movie takes you in places you are not expecting it to go. Yeah. Not in, like, a shocking way or uh, something scary or, wow, I can't believe that happened. It's just real life. And it's too boring of real life. So don't don't watch Yosemite, everybody. I, I, I think I know exactly the style to which you're referring because Gus Van Sant has dabbled in this somewhat yes. with Jerry and, uh, and also... Um, Elephant, I believe it, it's that same effect of this is too much. Like th- it, it's not too real. It's it's this is just boring, right? You know, yeah. right? And I like realism Me a too. lot. Right. I think it's very good. Right. But this is just to a point where nothing's even happening. Exactly. You know, and it becomes a little pretentious. So you you can miss Yosemite. Mm-hmm. Yep. So okay. now that you're not watching that movie, mm. you can go watch Gothic, which yeah. is our movie of the hour. So Dave. <laughs> Why don't you give everyone a synopsis? Yes. Forget about James Franco's passion projects. Uh, like, 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 <laughs> like, like well, let's talk about the great Ken Russell. Um, I like James Franco, by the way, just okay. so everybody knows. Uh, okay. I, I, I like him less than I, I, I used to, but I, you know, okay. it just, we'll talk about it later. All right. Yeah. Uh, uh, th- this film, of course, Gothic, uh, this it's set in Lord Byron's villa in Lake Geneva, and it deals with a very famous evening uh, back in the 18, early 1800s that has been much speculated about in literary circles and in the movies. Mm-hmm. Um, and that particular evening is the one in which Mary Shelley and her stepsister, Claire Clement, uh, her husband, Percy Bysshe Shelley and John Polidori visit Lord Byron. And they all spend the night entertaining each other with tales of horror, which led Mary Shelley to eventually write Frankenstein and Polidori to write, uh, the, Vam- the vampire. Oh yeah. yeah. The vampire. Uh huh. 
And this movie uh, goes a little further with that conceit and posits that Byron's house is truly haunted and that he and his guests need to, like, defeat some evil spirits. Uh, the other movies that, that, like, dealt with this, too, Bride of Frankenstein has a very short segment in the beginning of yeah. it. Yeah. Uh, and, and they, they, you know, like, which it, is it, the worst part of that movie, if you ask me. <laughs> not everybody Get is a rid fan. Of that. I, I know. Yeah. You don't need it. <laughs> uh, a perfect time for mystery and horror, yeah. you know? Yeah, of course. Uh, but the other one that you might be interested in, uh, was a movie that came out a couple years after this one called Haunted Summer. Um, now that sounds awesome. Yes, and and it's about to get more awesome. Nineteen eighty eight's Haunted Summer. Yes. I'm guess, there. Guess who plays Polidori in that film? I I don't know. Alex Winter. Oh yeah. Dude. I'm gonna I'm gonna seek out Haunted Summer. So who's the better Polidori? Tim Spall or Alex Winter? I'm gonna guess it's Timothy Spall, but but that's he's just, usually you know, the better actor yeah, in I mean, any role. You I, pick. I, as much as I love Alex, I gotta <laughs> right. say Timothy Spall's probably better than him. Uh, but yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and and I mean like like with Ken Russell too like we'll just say at the top like Ken Russell is is known for he's an iconic filmmaker and he's known for kind of pushing the limits in his movies and and before we move on with Gothic I want to make and I ask a favor from our listeners this is the first time I've ever done this okay um, and it won't be a regular thing but I need your help we need to find the uncensored version of Ken Russell's The Devils and um, it's yes. one of these. Uh, yeah, you know, it's got to be seen. I've got to see this movie. You've got to see this I wanna movie. I want to see this. Yes. And you can't get it anywhere. Um, it was banned when it came out and it's like banned in certain parts of the world now. And we need to locate this. So if you have any information on an, on an unexpurgated it's version gotta be out there, man. Yes. Someone can Internet this up and Internet it to us. Please Internet this movie to us <laughs> post haste and we will forever be grateful. We'll give you a mention on the show. We'll, we'll do whatever you like. We'll do an episode on it. Exactly. We will talk about the devils and, and we will have seen a, a, a monumental film. We might vomit too. It's entirely possible. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So back on track here uh-huh. to Gothic. Yes. So like you said, they're in Lord Byron's mansion, yes, castle, whatever the hell secluded it is in chateau, Geneva, yes. And they tell each other tales of horror and uh, scary stories. And you said the, the mansion's actually really haunted. Mm. I didn't think it was really haunted. Okay. I felt like it's all in their heads because they're taking opiates and doing whatever. Uh, yeah, you're right. They're taking drugs. That's right. I yeah. mean, it's possible mm-hmm. it is haunted. Right. They, they, it. They never clear it up entirely, but right. they're doing drugs and stuff. So yes. I feel like that's where most of it comes from. Okay. Especially towards the end when they're like, we created this beast in our mind and that's we true. need to send it back to our minds. Yes. I think I wrote that line down. Okay. <laughs> yes. We must send this back to our minds. Gabriel Byrne. Yeah. As Lord Byron <laughs> is amazing. Yes, he is. <laughs> I know. He is over the top as you can get. And I love it. This movie is your very typical 80s B-horror movie. Yeah. With too much sexuality (laughs) and a lot of really creepy prosthetic effects Uh and an awesome synthetic drum horror score (laughs) that just makes me giddy. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) I was so... Like, I I, I wanted to know so much what you thought of this movie because, I mean, I I, I knew you were going to, like like it but i I wanted to know exactly okay. what you thought so yeah. here's what i thought just an overview yeah it was kind of boring for the first few minutes uh-huh it got good for maybe a third yeah i got a little bored halfway in there mm. and then the ending last third maybe really good that's really amazing good and a great yeah. ending yeah uh-huh so yeah okay good that's that's <laughs> good to know well 
why did you recommend this actually? Um, I caught this on late night television years and years ago and, uh, uh-huh. and I didn't quite know what I'd seen and I had never like, I didn't know anything about literature at the time. So I didn't know who Lord Byron was. Right. And I didn't know who the Shelleys were or what, and I didn't know Polidori certainly, mm-hmm. but then, you know, I got kind of an education on that kind of thing. And I went back to like revisit it and was like, Oh, okay. Now, now it helps to know, at least to know who these people are before you sit down to watch this movie. Right. Um, but you don't you don't need to have read any of their works necessarily. No, but you know, I've it, never read any of those. Oh yeah, okay, I mean, I, right. I know who they are. Yeah, exactly. So that, that's all you need to know. Yeah, that's that's and it. You mm-hmm. get you get uh, an overview at the beginning. I think yeah. it's text on the screen. Right. It says, "Oh, and they're going to his chateau yes. for a fun evening yes. of free love." Exactly. Yes. <laughs> There's going to have a libertine evening yeah. of of yes. Of, yes. Uh, I mean, and, and you know, an 1816 orgy fest. <laughs> God, and can I just tell you? Okay. Um. I I want to I want to be part of a fancy, sexy, foppish 1800s weekend. It would be fun. You know, and there needs to be witty, sophisticated conversation and like lots of sexual indiscretions mixed That's what in. This movie has. It's got to have it. You know, it's got to have all those things. And it doesn't have to end the same way as this film does, but I want that. I want I want to be in that. I you know, yeah, and I've always wanted that. Me too. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I I really like this movie. It um it's so strange. Oh, it's, it's such a strange movie because it's not a traditional no. horror film at all. No. It's more like all these little mini sequences that are happening yeah. to each person. Like uh when they they play hide and seek after drinking ether or whatever they're doing. Laudanum. Yeah, yeah, something. Mm-hmm. And so Lord Byron has them go hide and he's going to find them. <laughs> and they're each stumbling down into different rooms and down hallways and strange things are happening. There's like snakes on night armor. And then yes. there's like this Sumatran robot dancing. With oh like my fake God. Boobs and yeah. stuff. It's really weird stuff. And it just, it it's weird. This is the weirdest movie we've done. It probably I, I, is. I, I think. Definitely. Yeah. Yeah. The strangest um, one. Right. And probably by a lot. Yeah. You know, it's, this is, this is a, it gets close to like surrealism. Oh yeah, definitely. definitely. Yep. I mean, mm-hmm. it, it, even I would say the end is a very surrealist yes. act of the movie. Exactly, and and it, and it kind of like. I think the reason people admire it so much is because of like if they're familiar with like Lord Byron's poetry, we 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 know that like um, even if even if he didn't like take so many flights into the surreal it's it's definitely like something that that celebrates whatever his work was, right? You know, which was you know all about. Uh, like you said, free love. And mm-hmm. he, he was he was doing all that in the 1800s before it was, you know, acceptable in society. Hundreds of years, mm-hmm. as it turns out, before it would have been acceptable. And it's so odd to think that uh, Mary Shelley was involved in this <laughs> yes, lifestyle. I know. I, I just wouldn't even have thought. I had yeah. no idea until yeah. this movie. Okay. All right. I really had no clue. Yeah. Um, And her husband, too. Uh, You know, and, and I mean, like... I, I, I know some of Percy by Shelley's poetry as well, and, and he was also famous for, for, you know, like, he was a known libertine, and, you know, like, just a guy who had big appetites, like Lord Byron himself, and also like the Marquis de Sade. I mean, like, they, they, were, just, they were just known sexual perverts who like to do drugs and have a good time. Right. Uh, now, before we go any further, let's set up who each character is. Yes. Because it's important to know who is who yes, and what's is. going on. Right. So, we already established Gabriel Byrne is Lord Byron. Yeah. Natasha Richardson is Mary Shelley. Right. Miriam Sear plays uh, uh, Claire Claremont. Yes. And then Julian Sands plays uh, Percy Bysshe Shelley. Right. And then Tim Spall, yeah. like we said, the is Polidori. The great Polidori. Timothy Spall. Yes. Yeah. 
all in great roles here. Yeah. Really good. And I actually liked, um, I think my favorite was Claire. She was just a little crazy, actually. Yeah, like, she was. She wasn't just crazy from doing these drugs. She was just kind of crazy. Yeah, she comes in a little nuts. Yeah, yeah. which I thought was awesome. Right, right. And Tim Spall actually is weird. He is <laughs> like a total creepo. Like, he would be, like, there's a scene when they're they're having an, a very tame orgy, by the way. Yeah. And Timothy Spall is just watching them. <laughs> There's a lot of free love going on, but really, it's not a lot of nudity and gratuitous sex going on here. It's not. Not, for, not for Ken Russell. Yeah. bit. Yeah. yeah. Like, for a Ken Russell right. movie, this is nothing. Right. And uh, for just that genre of 80s horror film, it's pretty much nothing. Exactly. Yeah. There's just an over, an overarching sense of, like, sexual stuff happening. Right. And, uh, but Tim Spall is watching that happen. I'm just like, dude. You're creepy as fuck, man. Yeah, because you know he wants to just get in there and start diddling people, yeah. and he he's not going to do it because he's he's like a shy guy, or whatever. But yeah, he's got this lascivious look on his face, uh-huh. and it's it. I mean, it's Timothy Spall, everybody. He he he. Eighty six, Timothy Spall, young he, slim he's still Tim Spall. Slim. Yeah, slim exactly. Tim, man. <laughs> slim Tim, exactly. I dude. didn't know he was this slim ever. I, I actually I thought didn't he was either. born. I know in the way he is now. I, I thought he was born on a, on the set of a Mike Lee film, <laughs> right. a little a little pudgy. And you know, <laughs> he's Mike Lee's own exactly. <laughs> um, <sighs> and you know, in in general, I I love works of fiction in which real people are characters. Uh-huh. Uh huh. Yeah. It's just a cool it's thing. Pretty cool. Yeah. And um, this one, like like you mentioned, the sexual tone of this movie. Um, everyone is into everything. That's that's something kind of got to know going in is uh-huh. like you know I mean like when you mentioned Timothy Spall standing there watching <laughs> watching the orgy like <laughs> you see Julian Sands who's totally naked for some reason mm-hmm. you know while everybody else is kind of in various stages of undress he just he's just a little head of the game exactly he wanted to get a little <laughs> you know I'm just gonna take off all my clothes you know to get ready for this <laughs> but uh, he's like kind of he's 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 mounted uh, Natasha Richardson uh-huh. and like Gabriel Byrne is just kind of like like caressing Julian Sands leg uh-huh. as he's being serviced by Miriam Sear. And now, now you mentioned Timothy Spall. Like now, now you have the, the picture in your head, everybody of like, this is what Timothy Spall is standing back watching. He's probably 12 feet from this. Yes. Sitting in a chair. Yes. Just kind of mouth agape uh, <laughs> thinking, I wish I was a part of that. Yes. And he- for some reason he's be- he's been excluded. I don't. Would, would they be opposed to him joining in, or is he just too timid to go and do it? I I think it's I, I I think they've excluded him. You know, like like that's what I thought it was yes, too. Because yes. he has the uh, something about him says I want to be there, but they're not letting me. Right. It's a little sad, but you can also kind of understand. I mean, like you don't want some creep in your orgy. No. You know. <laughs> no. <laughs> You don't want some creep in your orgy, yes. that's for sure. <laughs> exactly, dude. And he has a fascination with uh, blood. Oh, yeah. And um, <laughs> draining the life of others. And that's how he comes up with the vampire yes, story. Yes, sure, you know? sure. And apparently this night, that's how he did it, too. Yes, uh-huh. And since we're talking about the sexuality of the movie right now, uh-huh. there's a, another scene where Claire is in the bed asleep. This is after they have a seance, which we'll get to in a moment, I guess. <laughs> right. And Gabriel Byrne comes in and goes down on her. Yeah. And uh, while this is happening, she's moaning, and Tim Spall's in the room opposite that room, and I guess can hear it. And he is kind of like having a freak out. Yeah. And he takes this crucifix off the wall, 
and starts banging his palm onto the nail on the wall. He's giving himself stigmata. Yeah. He is stigmatizing himself. Yes. While listening to this sexual act happening. And this might be one of my favorite scenes in the movie. <laughs> because you're just sitting there like, oh my god. This is messed up, man. Yeah. And it is... it. You feel what's happening here. And you're like, <laughs> this building, this this night, the, I don't want to be around this at all. This is messed up. Yeah. What I said earlier, like, yeah, we should add an addendum onto that that thing that I said I wanted to be part of. <laughs> but, you know, like, I don't want this evening. Okay? I don't want this night. <laughs> right, exactly. I'd, I'd rather have, you know. I yeah. want two weeks last Thursday. <laughs> That's right. That's what <laughs> exactly. I want. Yes. <laughs> And you mentioned Tim Spall's not invited. Exactly. No, <laughs> no, John Polidori, you're not coming in here. <laughs> I will never go to a, an orgy with Tim Spall. No, dude, no. There are certain folks you just don't want around. <laughs> but uh, you, you mentioned too, like, like the, that they're like uh, Lord Byron and Claire are having sex. They're actually having like vampiric sex. Right. Yeah. He. You know, he, when he comes up, his mouth is bloody. Yes. And. The great thing about this movie is I don't even think that really happened. Like, right. He probably did come in there and uh, perform that. Yeah. And but he probably wasn't literally eating her, you know, in I, blood. Right. Right. Like that really didn't happen. It's all in their heads. again. Exactly. They, they, they took too much of, of that shit. And, uh-huh. and now they're 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 thinking that that the other that the guy who is, uh, you know, like performing cunnilingus is a vampire. Yes. Right. And there, there's one more like kind of sexy thing. He has a sex maid. Lord Byron does. He's yeah. like, rings the bell. Yeah. And he's like, come here. I don't know her name. And this maid comes in his room and then walks over to him and then boom, takes all her clothes off. She's a sex maid. And she puts a Venetian mask on. Is it Augustus Caesar? Is that who it is? Uh, uh, is that? Oh, really? Is it, yeah, it is. Well, they it were is. saying yes, exactly. Augustus. Mm-hmm. Yes, because he's talking to it before she comes in. Yeah. Before he and pulls she has the, the to wear it. Right? Uh-huh. Yeah, this is Kubrick shit right here. <laughs> yes, dude. This is <laughs> eyes wide yes, shut. <laughs> exactly. This is Ken Russell's eyes wide shut. <laughs> um, and, and I'd love to see that. Oh movie. wow. Whoa. I mean, well, he would have made it if Kubrick hadn't. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, like it yeah. would have. It would have gone to him. And then Kidman and Cruz would have a story to tell. Uh, then they get divorced. Yes. One hundred, dude. Yeah, that would be over. <laughs> Um, we, we can talk too about like you mentioned his like just in in Byron's bedroom like that's where the where the sex with the with his sex maid takes place, like I love the look of this movie. It's cool. Just the the art direction is like is I mean the whole house bathed in moonlight after after the sun goes down. Yeah, and like his bedroom in particular. It's like, it's almost like Dario Argento, like, it, it's weird, these kind of, yeah. like, these kind of kaleidoscopic colors are all around, while still uh-huh. having that, while still maintaining that moonlight. Yeah, and there's, there's, like, hardly any furniture, yeah. anything in the rooms, it's right. just these bare rooms. Yes. Uh, that are filled with color. Yes, and his bed is, is literally just, like, it's just a, a, a surface, and then it's surrounded by kind of this weird wraparound flowing robes. It, yeah. It's, it's, it's. Pretty great. It looks great. Yeah, yeah, the movie looks great. And like, there's the grand staircase yes. uh, set. And yes, it makes me feel like I'm in Resident Evil or something. Like, <laughs> okay. I am just in there. I'm going to go up. You know, <laughs> behind the steps, you go down in the dungeon. You got to fight the the big guy. Of course, know? right. Um, then there's a snake. You got to kill it with the shotgun. <laughs> um, but yeah, the sets are great here. Uh huh. They're really good. I know. Uh, the, like I said, they're very minimalist too. And my favorite is the the bedroom where the Shelleys are staying. Yeah. Uh, because there's that big opening window oh, yeah, door to the balcony. Yeah, yeah. 
that has flowing drapes on it. And then there's the bed there where the, the cunning lingus happens. And yes. That, that has some drapes too, I think. It does. And then there's just a giant room. And that's all that's in there except for a fireplace. And that great room is where they all kind of like, like whenever they're all together, that's usually where they're congregating is in that great room. Right. That, that's where they're, where they're telling like, they're all making out to German ghost stories in the beginning of the movie. Uh-huh. Um, like one of them will be reading it and the others are just kind of like, like, oh, dude, there's a scene when <laughs> I don't know if it's Mary or Mr. Shelley himself, uh-huh. but someone's reading and Shelley has his arm over Claire and he's like rubbing her yes. nipple. Yes. I'm like, what the fuck is yes. this? What, what are you doing? Exactly. It's the weirdest shit. I, and it's just, it's just happening Without provocation, it's, so it's not like exactly not like the evening led to this. Like right. we, we we were kind of just feeling each other out for five hours, and then we all ended up in the sack. This is just like, well, they all know why they're there. Exactly. And yeah, yeah. They've done it before. I guess so. I you're don't right. think this is the first no, time. You're right. No one swings this way when if it's if they're if it's their rookie evening. I'm not gonna take a boat to Geneva. No, to not. to, get, to um, have a Tim <laughs> Spall orgy. No, Tim. <laughs> That's an evening Ain't you happen. gotta work your way up to. <laughs> a Timothy Spall orgy in Lake Geneva. Yeah. <laughs> but you're right. Like like Julian Sands as uh Percy by Shelley, he's he he is he's reading from the book, and to his left is his wife, Mary Shelley, Natasha Richardson, kind of like playing with his neck uh-huh. while he is going right into yeah. Claire's He's diddling stuff. her. Exactly. And he's got these like flaxen little curly hair that he, he looks like Caligula a little he bit. He does. And uh, <laughs> he totally does. And then like in the background is Timothy Spall again, definitely wanting to get in on that, but not, uh, but he's not going to. And then Lord Byron is also there like kind of leaning on the harpsichord, watching this all go down. Right. And it's hard to say which one of the three he's most interested in. Yeah. You, you know, you can't really, you tell. don't really know. Um, so they do a seance in the movie yeah. and that kind of, I mean, this, this stuff's happening and it's kind of, they're telling ghost stories and stuff and there's little creepy things happening, Yeah, but they do a seance and that's when the real shit starts happening right? or quote unquote real shit. Yeah, exactly. That's when things get you, real. Right. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> and like they have a skull and they're standing around it doing something. I don't know what they're doing, <laughs> but they're talking about spirits and then Claire has like an epileptic seizure. Uh-huh. And I think that's what it really is. Cause yeah. Shelly says something like she's had it since she was a kid. Right. And it's probably epilepsy. That's medically what's happening. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. But they, they accuse it on a, on a spirit. Exactly. Yeah. Yep. She's been possessed. They're, they're all high as a motherfucker. Yep. And she's on the ground foaming at the mouth during a seance. They what else are you going to exactly, say? That's the conclusion you'd come to. Right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> So they think this unleashed like a beast. Yes. And you see this beast a couple times or they allude to it. This, I think, is the most terrifying thing in the movie. Okay. Like when they, they are being followed by this beast or they stumble upon the beast. Right. Uh, especially when Percy goes out to the barn. And yeah. that scene was really creepy. Right. He goes out to this barn and there's a carriage in the barn. Mm-hmm. Uh, like This is early 1800s, just right. so everybody remembers. Right. And in the the carriage through the window, like you're not focusing on it, you're fall the camera's following Percy walking around the carriage. Yeah. But there's like a creepy doll in there. But then you also see this little monster face, kind of like the eyes glimmer. Oh, like, yeah. Like right yeah, yeah. in the corner, and you're like, whoa, dude. Right. right. That's all you see of it though, but man, scary shit. 
another scary thing happens, at least it's something that scared me, uh-huh. um, was when Lord Byron goes into the kitchen and he looks down at the floor and he sees Timothy Spall's head. Yes. With, without his wig. So he's just completely bald. And then Timothy Spall's head turns into a pig's head. Yep. Um, I, I was freaked out. You know, by by the it's I actually I, I was like, oh, you know, I, I don't want to see this anymore. You know, I, and I mean, I wasn't uh, like it just it, that was a scary image. Yeah, yeah, it is. And then there's the scene, which is, I think, the DVD cover or whatever. Yeah, it's yeah. Uh, Mary is on the bed in the bedroom we described, mm-hmm. kind of laying her, her arms kind of hanging off the bed. She's on her back. Yes. Uh, head is almost off the side of the mattress. Yes. So she's totally exposed there. And there's a creepy painting above the fireplace of like a a little demon man, like it looks yeah. like a little devil man. It's uh, sitting it's... on somebody's chest on a bed, mm-hmm. and then it, you know, flash cuts, lightning strikes, cut, and he's standing on Mary's chest Correct. in the bed. Yes, uh, mirroring the image. It is so creepy, man, <laughs> and it is such a striking visual. Oh yeah, like you will not forget that. I don't Even know. Even though it's not absolutely terrifying, but you see that you're like. Wow. Right. That's something. I don't know where that painting is, like what museum it's in in the world, but it's it's like it's 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 Heinrich Fuseli's The Nightmare. Okay. Is, is that painting. And yeah, when they restage it in Claire's bed with her, I mean, that is the work of like, you know, like I, I'm you know, like to just to just uh, oh wow, that painting's really messed up. Let's make that part of this movie. Right. You know, really cool. Really and great choice. It's really a 15 second scene oh, yeah. from mm-hmm. beginning to end. Right. It's not even a big deal. It's just one of these creepy visuals that he wants you to experience. Exactly. Ken Russell wants to wants you to see. Yes. Right. And all of this is supposed to like culminate into Mary Shelley being like, "Oh man, I I could write something like yeah, this." Like, right. Like there's a they keep bringing it up. Like there's lightning striking mm-hmm. as that's how Frankenstein's right. monster comes alive. Right. You know right, exactly. So and like there's a theme of. You know, they created that monster in their mind. Uh-huh. Like, they are, I forget who it is, I think it's Gabriel Byrne, says something like, how they are gods now because they've created life uh, yes, or something correct. like that. Right. Yeah. And, like, mm-hmm. you know, that's a theme in Frankenstein. So right. It's great to see, like, Ken Russell just playing on this idea. Yeah. Like, yeah. taking very liberal... Uh, <laughs> He he is he is not afraid to just go in all directions. Oh, yeah. Like, he is just doing whatever he wants. And it still is able to play into those themes and Mary Shelley, actually, this is how she got inspired to write Frankenstein. Oh, the conceit of this is, I mean, like, like I said at the top, like this, this particular evening has been talked about by a ton of people over the, over mm-hmm. the last two centuries, but like Ken Russell to decide, you know what? I bet it was like, I, I bet it was really fucked up. I yeah. bet it was like this. Yeah. I bet that like, you know, at the, the, the toward the end of it, uh, Claire, you know, like was smeared in, 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 like they were probably in a barn smeared in, in dung. Right. And, and you know, like, uh, about to, and kind of, co- you know, all she's on all fours naked yes. with a dead rat in her mouth. Exactly. Yeah. It went that far. Yeah. You know, um, he's like, well, what if, what if this was mixed with reanimator? Oh, exactly. Ooh, that'd be awesome. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> Let's put a little Lovecraft in there right. and a little Stuart Gordon. You know, why not? Yeah. Barbara Crampton can make sure, a cameo. Sure. That's exactly. Yes. <laughs> yes. No doubt. And someone holds Gabriel Byrne's head in front of her crotch. Oh, dude. <laughs> oh, oh, that's a great scene. Speaking of cunning lingus. Yes. Right oh, God. Right, dude. Um, and, you know, like, 
I, I don't know if, if you can like just get to it just from the quote, but look into my eyes. Claire says that to uh, Percy Bythe Shelley and her eyes are now on her nipples. Yes. Yes. Um, this scene is something that, else. That was truly bizarre shit. Yeah, when this happened, I said, yes, <laughs> right. this is amazing. <laughs> right. I I think, well, <laughs> that's the moment, like, not the moment, but uh-huh. the movie started to get better around that time. Oh, uh, yeah. Like, uh-huh. like I said, I, in the middle, it's kind of dull. Yeah. Not dull. It's still entertaining, but it, it just drags a little bit there yeah. and loses some of the thunder that it had going at the beginning. I think I wrote down in my notes, once they tried to add a plot it was uh, <laughs> okay. it slowed right. it down. Okay, right. I see. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, but <laughs> but when you get to see animatronic nipples open their eyelids, wow, that is creepy shit. It really it's is messed up. It is, mm-hmm. I, and, and and you're not really prepared for it when it happens. I mean, like you know, where is this going? I thought that was going to go there when she said, "Look into my eyes," and she's sitting there with her shirt off. Okay, and I I was he was looking at her eyes. Yeah. And she kept saying, no, look at my eyes. So he, the camera pans down to the animatronic breasts, <laughs> and there are the eyes. Oh, oh God. Just th- think of mammaries opening, separating. Uh, yeah, exactly. With pupils in them. Yes. It's disgusting. It is. It's a, it's a revolting image. Yeah. Nothing really prepares you for just how revolting it is. None of us describing it is going to really, like, you right. know, you, you, don't, you have to see this it, to know it, how gross it didn't is. didn't make me vomit or anything. It's right. not that extreme. Right. Like, if you've seen 80s horror movies, uh, you've seen this. Or yeah. something. You've yeah, seen you've, this you've kind of stuff. It's very Cronenberg right. exactly. stuff. Yeah. You know, yeah. Rick Baker shit yeah. here. Like, if you've seen 80 mm-hmm. horror movies with animatronics, right. this is not going to shock you. No. But it is a disturbing it, it, idea. It will sh- shock you in the way it's intended to, but it's right. not going to freak you out to no. where you want to quit watching movies. <laughs> right, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. You won't vomit watching this scene. Um, but yeah, I, I, that, that, th- that, that particular one, uh, like that, that was, I mean, it, it wasn't the scariest thing I've ever seen, but like the, the, the real scariest stuff actually comes in what you had already described as like that, that like ending sequence. Yeah. The surreal uh, yes. room of doors. Yes. Very good. Awesome. Awesome shit. Yes. He he did some he did some of those flourishes in in altered states. Ken Russell did um, a lot of the same style, and the whole thing with Mary Shelley and her dead baby. Yeah, uh, this is some train spotting shit. It right is. Here, it dude. really is. This thing is baby dawn. Yeah, you know, um, and it, it's 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 a dead infant, and it's and it's like still like a living, breathing character in some ways because it's definitely a demon possessed whatever it is, is an unholy child mm-hmm. because it's all mixed up in, in kind of the profane or, or, or what we perceive, I guess, to be pro- a profane sexual lifestyle that I, you get the feeling that Mary Shelley isn't totally on board with like with Lord Byron and Percy's, you know, predilections. Right. Sexually. Yeah. She definitely has animosity towards Byron. Yes. Yes. She thinks that he's a misogynist asshole, which he is. He is totally. Uh, he has no respect for. He women. has a sex maid. Absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> he's he's a disgusting guy. Yeah. <laughs> I think if, if she had her way, she, you know, her, she, she would probably have a, 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 a different personal life probably. romantically. Yeah. And, and so she's coming to grips, I think with that in this ending montage too. not only trying to, to exercise this demon that they're all suffering at the hands of, but also like her own psyche and knowing this is not for me. Right. Um, and you know, uh, if, if that's what it takes to, to, for us to, to have, you know, Frankenstein, then, then, um, I'm good with it. I'm, I'm, I'm okay with her suffering that one night. 
Yeah. You know, okay. There you uh, go. Came out of it. Exactly. She had a, a really rotten acid trip, and, and that's, you know, <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> who hasn't exactly. been there? <laughs> <laughs> There's a another good Tim Spall moment in here when he pulls the gun on Byron and Percy. Yes. And he's going to fire at them. I forget why he's going to do that. Do you remember why he's going to do that? I can't that? remember, yeah. Something's going on. He's like, I've got to stop this. Uh-huh. Or, right. Because so, everyone's fucked out oh, of the Oh, yeah, mind. yeah. He's he's just, he's gone, right. I think he's there in his underwear he with is. the gun. It, actually, <laughs> what, no, he's he's in his shirt and no underwear. Okay, yeah. Like, he's just, he's free balling, and he's just got, like, his top stuff <laughs> right, on. Right, right, yeah. right. And he fires the gun at them, and it, it misfires. Nothing yeah. happens. Uh-huh. And they start laughing at him. He's yes. like, don't laugh at me. Oh. Great performance by it's Tim great. Small here. I know. Very creepy. Yes. Because uh, you can imagine a guy who is normally laughed at all the time, probably. Yeah. yeah. And he's a strange dude. Mm-hmm. They're laughing at him when he's trying to do something so drastic and extreme, but right. he can't even do that right. And they're laughing at him. <sighs> And then he runs over there and starts the fist fight with them. And they just end up pinning him to the ground. Yes. It is really good. And like like Percy Bice Shelley just kicks him in the gut when uh-huh. he's on his knees. And it's so pathetic. Yep. Um, yeah, because T- and Timothy Spall captures this brilliantly. Like you said, like John Polidori is probably like being treated as their mascot a lot of the times. He's their pet. Exactly. Because he's just, I mean, he, he's he's kind of a of a of an effeminate dandy. And, you know, not mm-hmm. real desirable. He's not, he doesn't look like Julian Sands. Right. Um, <laughs> <laughs> he doesn't look like a, a Greek emperor. No, he doesn't. He doesn't look like a the, Greek emperor. A, a Roman emperor. But, yes. He, excuse <laughs> me. Exactly. <right. laughs> he doesn't look like, <laughs> he's not like, you know, uh, really nice to look at. Right. Uh, and yeah, I mean, he probably has had it and he's going to shoot them. Yeah, uh, you he's know, done. He, he's he's going to kill these guys. The last time I do shrooms at your house, Byron. Exactly. Fuck you, dude. <laughs> You're going down. <laughs> I'm going to Johnny down the street next time. <laughs> if only, man. Oh, that's good. <laughs> um, yeah, and I, I like it's it's throughout this whole thing um like this is all going on and like eventually the, the demon is kind of exercised not by anything that, that, that any of the characters do necessarily but just like the light of day right well they do perform another seance to try to get rid of it this yeah. is the whole sequence where like i said byron's like we have to force it back into our minds yes. and they do a, a seance with the skull again and right right mary shelley ends up breaking the skull with a rock and that kind of is the end yes but uh then it kind of I don't know if it's that moment or before where the whole surrealist trip with the doorways happens. I think it's after she breaks the it skull. It is. It's after she breaks the skull. And then after that, it kind of just, it's morning. Right. And they're out in the garden. Yep. Uh, having tea yeah. and laughing. And yeah. uh, wow, what a crazy night that was. And they all like know <laughs> what, what they've been through. I yeah. mean, like, um, and, and they all acknowledge like, like she kind of just asks Byron and Polidori, you know, like what, what the hell was that? You know what? And, and they're just like, Hey, that's the nighttime. You know, this thing can't, this can't, this thing can't hurt us during the day. Let's all just have a nice breakfast and, you know, like sit under the, the trees here and, and enjoy our, our day. Right. Uh, and knowing that, like, that, that it's coming again for him that night. Uh, because Lord Byron is going to do some more shrooms. Yeah. You know, he's, he can't, he can't go a day without, you know, like having sex with somebody or taking drugs. It's just not going to happen. Right. Yeah. Um, <laughs> <laughs> what a life. I, I, you, you know, can't do it. Right. <laughs> Um, but, uh, that, that's pretty much it. And oh, then, yeah. oh, but then it, it dissolves into modern times Yes, and people from, I'm assuming 1986 yes. are on tours of the estate. Right. And, right. uh, at, this is the moment 
where there's a tour guide kind of telling mm-hmm. the history of it and right, it says right. something about how Mary Shelley wrote the novel and all this shit. Uh-huh. And the camera goes into the water there in the little sea and there's the fetus floating there. The dead baby. The that, dead uh, baby fetus. Yeah. And it's timed with the tour guide saying something about Frankenstein and how she something about a part of her yeah. or lost or so I don't know, uh-huh. referring to the dead baby that she had. Right. And the refraction of the water makes the baby's head look like Frankenstein's oh, head. Oh wow. And freeze frame on yeah, that. That's right. that's the movie. <laughs> <laughs> it's messed up shit. This is an insane movie. I know. <laughs> yes. <laughs> And Dave, I was hoping it would be like this oh, when good, you recommended good. Yes. it. Excellent. I was very pleased because <laughs> this is what I wanted to see. Of course. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, um, it, the, the, just like even if you don't know who directed it, if you, if you don't see any pictures from it, any stills or whatever, if I tell you who's in this movie and what it's about, you want to see that movie. It sounds cool. Exactly. Mm-hmm. You know, and, and, it, and it lives up to what your expectations are. And if you have, if you're like me and I guess, and, and you revealed it about yourself, if, if you kind of desire to have this, uh, like type of viewing yes, experience, exactly. And, and if you want to actually be at one of these parties one day, mm-hmm. um, yeah, you're going to really, really <laughs> like, like, you know, soak all this in and be like, yeah, now I want that even more, you know? So yeah, it's, yeah. it's an awesome, awesome movie. Yeah. So I'm assuming you would recommend this. Yes. Yeah. I, I would recommend Gothic. <laughs> um, you mentioned how it can be kind of slow at times. I, I, I agree with you, but I'll also say that it's it's one of the best just pure horror movies, you know, I, that I've ever seen. Um, okay. And I, I and I love Ken Russell style, you know, so much. And I would I would just see anything he's ever made. I would recommend it, too. Mm-hmm. I wouldn't go as far as saying it's one of the best horror movies I've seen. OK, but it definitely is a good one. Yeah. And especially if you're into this kind of mid 80s animatronic effects and psychological kind of horror right right with weird imagery yep uh this will be up your alley for sure Mm -hmm. so yeah definitely recommend this movie. right good definitely so uh that about wraps things up if you liked what you heard please subscribe to our show in itunes rate it review it but most of all share it that's the best way to get more dudes listening to the dudes Mm mm-hmm uh, and we are also on Facebook and Twitter uh, and just search dudes on movies. And if you like go to the Facebook page, make sure to hit the like button and uh-huh. on Twitter, follow us. And we also have an email address, uh, dudes on movies at gmail.com. Yeah. Email us about uh, that, you know, uncut version we need. You yes. Know, let to, us know about that. Yes. Please tell us about the devils uh, where we can get it. <laughs> and, and also give us your, your, your best Timothy Spall orgy stories. Cause <laughs> you know, <laughs> I want to know. We all have them. Yeah, exactly. That's right. <laughs> Yeah, you can also go to dudesonmovies.com and um, anything you want to know about us, you can find it there. Mm -hmm. So stay tuned next week to hear us discuss 2013's Escape Plan, directed by Mikkel Mikhail Hafström. This is some weird Swedish name I can't pronounce. (laughs) I'm sorry. Here's the important part. Uh Starring Sylvester Stallone and Arnold Schwarzenegger. Be there. We chose this for a reason. Yeah. Because these two dudes... (laughs) together at last so thanks for listening to dudes on movies i'm your dude scott i'm your dude dave and we'll see you next time